Well, hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 759. And today I am excited because we're going to pick up where we left off from our last session where we kicked off our brand building series. And that was part one. Today we're going to cover part two, which is all about creating the website that's going to allow us to take the traffic assets that we're building, which we're going to get to them later, and then from there pointing them back to what we call our home base. I want you to think about your home base as a piece of real estate, a piece of online real estate that you will have control over and that you will own. And over time, you can really go out there and build these little assets that will lead people back and also that will lead people back that will allow them to be able to buy from you and you can control that experience. You can build your email list. Like all of that stuff happens through our home base. But before you even do that, you do need to make sure that you've validated the market that you're going into or the one that you're currently into. And if you're able to even maybe niche down, all of that stuff was covered in part one. So definitely make sure that you go back to that episode. That'll be 758. The other thing is the brand growth validation checklist. If you have not yet went through that, it's going to be important that you do that before you go through and do what we're going to cover here today. But the reason why I decided to do this in a series is because this is the process and this is also the steps that you'll follow going through and building out this brand. So again, that checklist can be found at brandcreators.com. There's also a training video there walking through how to do the market validation and actually go through this checklist. Because if you don't do that, you can't do this next part. All right, because we need to identify the market. We need to validate the traffic potential and then we need to validate the monetization potential. Uh, but when we're doing all this, we don't want to build out a website and everything if we can't actually do those other things. So it's important that we go through that process. So let's uh, let's get right into it. Why do we need a website or a home base, as I like to call it? Well, let me give you some of the top reasons. OK, one we need to build our own piece of real estate, okay? Now, if you're selling right now on another platform, let's say that you're selling your own physical products on Amazon or eBay or Etsy, whatever, and that's great. We want to leverage those as much as possible, but we need our own platform, our own channel. And I like to look at this as a piece of real estate. It's just an online piece of real estate, all right? We're also, and this is number two, we're also able to generate our own traffic. Do you hear what I keep saying there? Our own traffic, right? Our own real estate, right? And then from there, number three, we get to build our own email list, the one that we control. I mean, let's face it, Amazon does not make it easy for us to contact someone that's purchased from us and they don't really want us to. So we want to be able to do that whenever we want. And that's why we build our own email list. And when you have your own website, it allows us to be able to do that very, very easily. All right. Number four is controlling the visitor's experience. So when they come to our home base, our website, we can then lead them through a series of posts or content that will help them and really answer their questions, okay? And then from there, there's a greater chance of them buying something or just landing on our site and then becoming more than just one visit. And what I mean by that is, is recently I also talked about how we've built a website over the past two and a half years and over the past 12 months, we've had a million visitors and two and a half million page views. Well, one person 
can then go through two or three different posts, right? And then that keeps them on page. We want that because number one, Google likes it. And number two is then people are consuming more of our content and also can be uh, a lot easier to take them from a non-buyer to making them a buyer or at least showing up and then giving us that impression that from an ad network also gives us credit. But again, we'll talk about that more in the monetization side of things, all right? So the other one, number five, is promoting other people's products. So I see a lot of people who have launched successfully physical product businesses, okay? And every time they want to launch a new product, you're talking thousands of dollars, which is fine if we are rolling the money back into the business. But wouldn't it be cool to be able to maybe talk about five different products that you don't have to source, but then if someone buys through one of your links, you can get compensated. We call that an affiliate commission. Like we can do that on a regular basis and make that part of our website. Like these these resources that we're recommending can then become also assets that bring in revenue, all right? That would be pretty awesome, right? Well, it's happening all the time, all right? The other one, number six, is promoting our own products. So when you do have your own products, it's really cool to be able to use your platform once you have the traffic to be able to show something that you have that's uh, that's new maybe, or maybe you're doing a new launch, or maybe it's Black Friday and you're going to be uh, letting people know that you have a special You can do this very, very easily, literally with a few clicks of a button. There's a tool out there called Hello Bar. It lets you do it like instantly, like really easy, but you need the traffic. You also need your own website, your own platform, all right? And number seven is getting paid for visitors who are viewing our site, right? I mean, that sounds pretty cool, right? You don't even have to sell anything. Just when someone comes to your site, you're getting credit as an impression or a page view. And then networks like Mediavine, AdThrive, even AdSense will pay you, okay? So that's another reason. So the last thing I wanna share with you before we dig into these three different things you need to get up and running in order to create your website, which it's not that hard, guys, to build out your website. It is not hard. A lot of people overcomplicate this. I'm gonna give you exactly what you need to do, all right? And you can just follow that. Uh, but there, there is some bonus, uh, you know, things that we can do here that really get me excited. And that is, well, we can drop what they call a Facebook pixel, okay, on our website. So every visitor that comes to our website, we're able to now create a custom audience inside of Facebook. All right. So we're kind of like building a targeted list that we can then send retargeting ads to if we want to right? Again, that's bonus. That's a little bit down the line, actually quite a bit down the line, but it's there for when we want it. Okay. The other thing is Google analytics. We can start seeing our visitors, where they're from, their uh, path on where they search through our site. So we can see what they're interested in, uh, where they abandon the site. We can see all that stuff. We can do split tests. We can do all kinds of cool things, but we need the home base. We need the website. We need our foundation. I look at this as the foundational piece, right? But let me call a timeout here. Going back to the last session that we talked about market validation, we need to do that first before we even think about doing this, all right? Because if we do this and we didn't do the first part right, well, we might just be wasting our time. Okay. And we don't want to do that. All right. So again, those are the main reasons why we want to build that home base. Okay. Our website. 
Okay. So let's kind of get into the, you know, the steps on what this looks like. So the very first thing that you're going to need to create a website is you're going to need a domain name. Okay. It's basically just a website address. Okay. It's a web address. All right. So for me, the amazing that's a domain name. Okay. A few other ones, succulentsandsunshine.com. Okay. My friend Cassidy, uh, travelfashiongirl.com. Okay, that's another friend of mine, Alex. And then there's woodworkingformeremortals.com. That is not a friend of mine that I know of, but uh, they, uh, they're doing a pretty good job in the woodworking space. And then there's another one, chippingaway.com, and that's a wood uh, carving site. Okay, so the reason why I wanted to share those with you is because you need to come up with something that is going to represent your brand. Now, if you already currently have a brand and you're selling physical products, you probably already have this and you might already have a standard website. But before you go and stop listening, make sure that you continue to listen because there's some things that I'm going to be sharing with you that you need to consider within that website that you currently have. Okay. Uh, Some people have a domain name that is very specific to the product they're selling. Okay. So it might be like ninjagarlicpress.com, right? And that's all you do is you talk about garlic presses. Well, you've just kind of limited yourself on what you can talk about and what you can share, but maybe that's what you did because in the beginning you needed to get trademarked or a, I'm sorry, you had to get a um, brand registry on Amazon. So you went and you used that name so you could set up a basic website so you could get the, uh, you know, the brand registry thing, right? Maybe that's what you did. Well, we might need to, we might need to change that. We might need to tweak something there because we don't necessarily want that to only be around garlic presses, right? Like if someone is searching for something in the cooking space, we don't necessarily want to just be the garlic press home, right? So I just want you to think about that. But the other thing that I don't want you to do is get hung up on this. I see so many people getting hung up on the name that they spend weeks, if not months, trying to figure out the best name, all right? So what I want you to do really right now is either... Think about your market, because we already went through that, right, in session one. I want you to think about your market. What is something that you can do to put a spin on the market that you are going to be serving? Now, the other thing I don't want you to do is get too, like, too niche down, right? We don't want it to be only about something super, super niche where then you can't, you know, come out of that and get broad, right? So fishing, for example. So if you were ultimatebassfishing.com, that's really all that you're going to be wanting to talk about in serving to your market because that's what your site is about. Now, that doesn't mean you can't go into other verticals. It just would, would be kind of weird, right? So I would say it should be you know, the ultimate fishing experience.com or something like that. And then from there, you can go into bass fishing and you can go into deep sea fishing. You can go into ice fishing, all of those other ones. You see how that works? Do you see what I'm doing there? We've got something broad and then we're allowing ourselves to be able to have these subcategories or these sub niches uh, if and when we want to. Uh, again, I love woodworking for mere mortals.com. Like you can go in a whole bunch of different directions there. Chipping away, right? You can go into a whole bunch of different kinds of wood carving there, right? Uh, travel fashion girl, travel fashion girl has niched it down to where it's not just travel. It's for the women out there, right? But it still opens it up to travel, 
right? Succulents and sunshine, very niche, but it's still talking about a variety of different ways of growing succulents, right? So there, there are some ways there to expand out that niche. Okay. So again, just to give you some ideas. Now, the other thing that I I get a lot of people that ask me, well, Scott, how do I know what is a good name? How do I know it's not trademarked? And that's a great question. So what you do want to do is make sure that you head over to, and this is like just a surface level search, is if you go to, uh, let's see, USPTO.gov and you do a trademark search there. And then this way here, you can kind of see if the name has already been trademarked. The other thing is, is if you're thinking to yourself, oh my gosh, like I, I don't know, it's like maybe it is, maybe it isn't, I'm not quite sure. You might want to hire an attorney for that and have them do a search. Uh, and again, a little disclaimer here, I'm not an attorney and I'm not giving you legal advice. So uh, definitely make sure that you do seek uh, an attorney or legal advice to help you with this. But one easy way to do this is to just come up with a name that is unique in a sense to where it doesn't have to call it out exactly. So example here would be chipping away you know, you, you don't really know that it is wood carving, but it definitely goes along with that, right? Or woodworking for mere mortals. It's a little long, a little lengthy for me, but there's a pretty good chance that that thing is unique. Now, like I said, do your research on this. Do not think just because it's on GoDaddy or any of the other broker sites for domains that just because it's available there does not mean that it is free of trademark. And ask me how I know. Well, I'll give you an example, and I've talked about this in my book. I actually started a website years ago called New Photo Biz, New Photo Biz. And what I was doing was I was sharing with people how to take their photography skills and start a little side business because that's what my wife and I had done. And so it was like new photo biz. Like if you wanted to start a photo biz, this is how you do a new photo biz, right? And so we built this thing over the course of a year and I had some really good traffic coming to that site, really good YouTube. It was just going great. And then one day, I had a phone call and I had an email and I had a, a, a note in the mail and it was basically from a company called photobiz.com and uh, they actually were um, helping photographers with websites as far as creating a website for photographers. Had no idea, never did any research on this and uh, they basically said, I'm gonna shut you down or I'm gonna sue you. And so long story short is I was able to work a deal out with them and the deal was pretty cool. It was just like, listen, I had no idea what I was doing. I didn't do this intentionally. I'm not trying to help people build websites. It's clearly something different. Uh, is there any way that you can just point the traffic from that domain name over to a new name once I create it, and then I will just dissolve it? And they were cool, and they said, yes, that's fine as long as you're aware and that you're you know, taking steps to do this. So they were really cool about it. Now, they didn't have to be, but they were. So I ended up registering another domain name after I did a trademark search, hired uh, an attorney and did that whole thing. And it was now a new portrait biz. And uh, from there, we trademarked it and did all of that stuff. So I learned a lesson and I'm here to hopefully help you not make that mistake. So make sure that you you know do your research. If you're, if you're questioning it at all, 
it's a good idea to just hire a trademark attorney to do a search and give you some advice. But it is definitely something that I would say spend a little bit of time, but not too much time because I see people getting stuck here. All right. The name is important, but it's not that important. Okay. And meaning it doesn't have to be perfect. And you're always going to probably doubt the name that you picked, but it's not ultimately what's going to help drive the traffic over to your website, your home base. All right. So just don't get stuck here. So basically go to GoDaddy or whatever uh, broker that you want to use as far as uh, getting a domain name. I have used GoDaddy for years. I have all of my domains there. Uh, So basically, you're just going to go to a place like that, do a search and see what's available. The one thing I would say is I would not use a different extension other than a .com. I would not use a .net. I would not use hyphens in my name. Um, I wouldn't use periods. I wouldn't use any special characters. I just wouldn't do any of that stuff. I think the .com is a must. Everyone knows what that is. And uh, so I would just, again, just that's my advice there. Uh, I would not try to use a different extension just to get that exact name that you want. I would go outside of that. The other thing I would do here is make sure that once you select the domain name and you've kind of looked at the trademark thing and you're all clear, start going to like YouTube, go to Instagram, go to maybe Pinterest, like go to these different platforms that you're going to be creating a profile and make sure that that's not taken as well. All right, this way here, you can have it go all the way through the brand, through all of the different channels that you're going to be creating over time. They don't have to be done right now, but you are going to want to have uh, the ability to do that. All right. So again, we use GoDaddy.com. I'm going to actually include these resources Uh, At some point in time, once I put all of this together, uh, I'm going to keep everything included at brandcreators.com. Currently right now, we have the checklist there for you to download, the training videos that are there as well, and then I will start to add some of these other resources to that page as well. So this way here, you'll have everything in one place. Again, another reason why I'm doing this, this six part series is so I can have a place to point people when they ask me, Scott, what do I do now uh, to start this brand from scratch? Or where do I go to be able to take my brand to the next level if I currently have a brand? And this would be that resource. So that's another reason why I'm creating this series. So I have a place to to point people and they can get all of the uh, the resources and the training in one spot. Plus, it's exactly what we're doing inside of Brand Creators Academy. So again, I want to give people, you know, the information, the free information to really give you the overall view, but also some strategy that you guys can do whether you join the academy or not. But eventually, I would love to have you inside the academy as well. Currently right now, it's not open, it's closed, but uh, anyone that does uh, jump in and grab the uh, the downloads and the training, we will notify you first once we open enrollment, which we'll do a few times throughout the year. So again, another reason why I'm doing it here. I want to attract the people that are interested in building a brand. All right. All right. So that is number one, the domain name. It's pretty important, but it is uh, it is something that has to be done. And I would say give yourself a timeline and then get it done. All right. Step two, once you have that, is now we have to choose a hosting plan. 
Now, a hosting plan is going to cost a little bit of money. Anyone that's going to use a free service, I would not advise that. Again, it's one of those things that you don't technically have the ability to do certain things with those platforms. And if you build something on a free platform, a lot of times you're building it on their platform again, okay? When you have something that's hosted on like a platform like HostGator uh, or uh, Bluehost or any of those, you're able to then take that and then port it over to another hosting if you ever want to. And that's totally what, you know, it's totally doable. And we've done that before. But HostGator has just been the one that I've used over the past, what, 12 to 13 years now. I've played around with Bluehost and a few other ones. Bluehost is good too, uh, but HostGator is the one that I have uh, been uh, really, really satisfied with. Their customer service has always been there. If I've ever had an issue, they've always been there. Uh, so anyway, that's who I recommend. But at this point, it doesn't really matter. You just do need some type of hosting. All right. And I would not advise keeping everything under one roof, meaning buy the domain name from GoDaddy, then get the hosting from GoDaddy. I don't know. I've found that the hosting at GoDaddy and the domain, then if you ever want to detach it, it just becomes a hassle. So I like the domain separate. And then I like my hosting to be separate. Again, it's just my personal preference. All right. Now, once we have that done, right, we have our hosting plan, the next step, which is step three in this process, we need to install WordPress. Now, again, I love WordPress and it has become really, really robust. Uh, there's a lot of different themes for it. There's a lot of different plugins for it. It's used like probably the most in the world as far as uh, blogging platforms and website platforms that gives you the capabilities of blogging and creating that content. Now, some people have asked, well, Scott, I've got a Shopify store and they have a blogging feature. Is it okay to use that? And the answer is, yeah, use it. Like I know people that have, and I, I do believe that I've heard, again, I haven't experienced this, but I've heard that uh, Google uh, really does like Shopify pages as well and all of that. So again, whatever you're comfortable in, that's fine. And if you already have a hosting thing set up through that, uh, through them, that's fine. Uh, but I like WordPress. Okay. It's just, again, it's kind of what I've been raised on and it's kind of what I've been used to. And I do know that there is a ton of features and options out there for us. And I do know for a fact that Google does uh, really like uh, the WordPress platform as well. So how do you install it? Well, I can't really show you in audio right here, okay? But, I mean, if you just Google how to install, you'll find it. And if you find something on YouTube, you'll find it. Uh, but, honestly, inside of what they call the cPanel, it's as soon as, you, as soon as you sign up for the hosting, it will ask you if you want to install uh, a blog or a website. It will literally walk you through uh, these steps, and there's a quick install, and I'm not even exaggerating. You can probably have your blog installed with WordPress on your hosting to your domain name in probably less than two minutes, and that's no joke. Uh, because it's so popular, they have a quick install, and it will install everything for you. Now, if you're at all like, just like, you know what, I just want to hire someone to do this. I don't want to do it myself. You can go to a place like Fiverr. Uh, F-I-V-E-R-R dot com. Uh, again, you can go over there. We actually have had, uh, on some projects, we've had like a theme even built on Fiverr that we just poured over and then use inside of WordPress. So there's so much you can do there uh, with 
getting it installed, I mean, you'll probably pay like 20 bucks and you can have the WordPress, uh, you know, installed on your hosting of choice. Okay. So that's step three. You just got to get it installed. Okay. Step four, and, and this one here gets a lot of people hung up, believe it or not, is choosing a theme. They're like, Scott, there's so many themes. I don't know what is the right theme. I want it to look cool. I want it to look sexy, all of this stuff. Here's my advice to you. Pick something super, super generic and easy because number one, you can always change it, improve it, okay? The other thing is one major, major factor on ranking and getting traffic is load time, okay? Have you ever been to a website and it's taking forever to load and you just abandon it? Well, that's because it's taking too long to load. So what you want to do is have a very light and we call it light, you know, not heavy. So this way here, it loads fast. You know, you don't want a lot of big images or a lot of graphics or a lot of stuff on the background of the theme that make it load really, really slow. We want it to be fast. All right. So I would say if you just want bare bones, there's two different options. There's the, the theme that they give you inside of WordPress pretty much any of them work because they built it for WordPress, right? And they have one, it's uh, the uh, 2019 version. They have a 2018 version. They have a 2017 version. You can just install it with like a click and then you're automatically, you have this theme installed. Um, Or you can use what I like, and this is the one I'm using right now on our case study inside of Brand Creators Academy and it's Generate Press, all right, generatepress.com. And I know I'm throwing a lot of links at you guys and all of that stuff. So again, I'm gonna create a little checklist as well that will go along with setting all this stuff inside of brandcreators.com when you grab that download. Uh, depending on when you're listening to this, that will be there. If not, I will email everyone on uh, that list once I have it ready. But by the time I listen to this, it might be there. Um, but anyway, I want this to be super easy for you guys. So that's generatepress.com. Uh, they also have a premium component to it. Well, it'll add different modules that you can play around with. They're not necessary in the beginning. In the beginning, it's just a matter of just getting it ready so you can start to load in some of this content that we're going to be talking about in the upcoming sessions. All right. But the theme really, really simple. We do not want to have this big elaborate theme that's going to take a long time to load in a long time to figure out. We want to keep this thing super simple. All right. Step five, create a simple logo. Another thing that people get really hung up on. Here's the cool thing. Guess what? If you don't like your logo after six months, you can change it. It's not that hard. All right. And you know, you know, yes, some of your stuff will be already branded, but who cares? right? Just right now, don't get hung up on that. If you don't have any traffic right now, the logo isn't all that important, right? So you could always change that. But I would recommend, again, going to a place like Fiverr or going to 99designs or there's Design Pickle. Uh, You know, there's a whole bunch. Or you can hire someone on FreeUp. There's just unlimited, uh, you know, ways that you can do this, but I would say don't overcomplicate it. Uh, I actually, for the brand that we're using as a case study, I found someone on Fiverr. I paid $20 for two logos that they created. And I didn't ask them to, I just said, I wanted a logo created and it had unlimited revisions and they sent me two of them. And I honestly, I could have went with either one of them. Um, but I chose one. And then from there, I just paid them 20 bucks and we were done off to the races right? So what I'm talking about right here, we're actually going through this process right now inside of Brand Creators Academy. So everything I'm giving you is the detailed list all the way from, you know, the market validation that I went through in the last session and doing all of the validation pieces 
to right now where we're picking the domain name. And then from there, we're getting the hosting and then we're installing the WordPress and then we're using the theme. And everything I'm talking about right here, guys, is exactly what we're doing. And other people are doing that are building brands like we're talking about here. All right. So again, do not overcomplicate. I can't stress that enough, guys. So many people get stuck on this here because they're like, oh, I want the perfect name or, oh, I want the perfect theme or, oh, I want the perfect uh, logo. No, don't worry about that. The most important thing right here is to get something in place, get something in place that you can start adding the content pieces that we're going to be talking about in these upcoming sessions. All right. So let's recap really quickly. Okay. Step one here is you need a domain name. You need a name for your website, okay? And again, go back and listen to that if you need help uh, as far as what one that you would go with or how to pick one, okay? Because it's not that hard, uh, but you do wanna make sure that you go through and do a trademark check, USPTO.gov, that's a simple way of doing it. And then if there's any question at all, definitely contact an attorney, all right? Go to godaddy.com or whoever you're gonna use for a domain broker and then purchase a domain name, a .com, no hyphens, no periods, no special characters, any of that stuff, straight domain name, okay? Step two, choose a hosting plan. Again, I like HostGator, works really, really good. Uh, they've always had really great uptime as far as like they're hardly ever, ever down uh, because they're just, they're a big company and they have a lot of servers, all right? Uh, step three, install WordPress. And again, you can do a quick install or you can hire someone on Fiverr. And then step four, choose a theme. Don't, don't overcomplicate this either. Again, either use the standard WordPress theme that is there for the year 2019, or if you're listening to this in 2020, basically just install a theme, okay? And the ones that they have there as defaults are generally pretty clean, pretty light. Uh, again, if you want to use Generate Press, uh, that one there is free as well. There is a premium module that you can, or modules that you can add in. I believe it's like 60 bucks for the year or something like that. Totally your call. You don't need to do that though in order to make this work. Okay. So then that's the theme. And then number five is create that simple logo. Okay. And you can do that on Fiverr uh, or, you know, like I said, any of the other uh, places that will create logos for you, but I don't think you have to spend a fortune on that. Like I said, I spent $20 on that logo that I'm talking about inside of Brand Creators Academy. All right. But at this point, congratulations, because you are now the owner of a piece of real estate that you control online. How's that feel? Pretty awesome, right? Well, if you're listening to this and you haven't done the work yet, well, you're almost there. But that's what we're talking about, all right? We're talking about creating this piece of online real estate that you own, you control, all right? So coming up next in part three, we're gonna talk more about the content planning and the schedule, all right? And what I mean by this is we're gonna talk about the different types of content that's going to attract the right people that can potentially purchase from you, okay, whether that's through an affiliate link, a digital product, a physical product of your own, or from getting traffic over to your website, so that turns into revenue through an ad network, something like that. So basically, what we're going to be covering here inside of the next session is what content should you create for your market? What content topics that can be ranked in Google? What product type 
of content that attracts the right buyers. And then how to optimize content that helps you rank on Google faster. And then lastly, how to plan and schedule content so you are consistent. That is a huge, huge component here. I have had people that said, Scott, I started this process. It, you know, it's something that I wanted to do. And I got about three posts in and I haven't posted anything in six months. Okay. So that's why we need to create the content plan and then we need to set up a schedule so it's consistent over and over again. That, my friends, is what's going to really make the difference here because so many people get started and then they give up way too early. The deal is here is if we're doing this, it is going to take some time for Google to index this and start sending us traffic. But there's some things that we can do to really amplify this and speed up this process, which we're going to talk about in the list building, the email list building 101 session, which will be coming up a couple sessions from now. But we can do that also and really start to uh, take that and then amplify the content. But again, I don't want to get ahead of myself or have you guys get ahead of this process. All right. So that's what we're going to be digging into. So that's what you have to look forward to. But you definitely need to make sure that you go through what we've already covered. Make sure that you go through session one, the market validation piece. It's huge. Then from there, step two, go through this and get that domain, get that hosting, get that WordPress set up. Literally, that stuff can be set up in an afternoon, okay? But you just need those other pieces. You need to make sure that you have the right domain name and that you have the hosting and then the theme set up so you're ready to receive that content and start posting, all right? So, Let's wrap up, all right? If you have not downloaded the checklist or went through the training, which will definitely help clear up probably some of those questions you might have, go to brandcreators.com, okay? Brandcreators.com, download the checklist and the training. Plus, like I said, I am going to be sending and posting the resources and tools discussed in this episode and all of the other episodes. So this way here, you have it all in one place, all right? And then lastly, if you're thinking to yourself, Scott, I love this idea and I want to be able to do this, but I want help building my brand and I want support along the way, well, that's where Brand Creators Academy will come in. And I say will come in because currently right now, depending on when you're listening to this, the Academy is closed. We only open it up a few times a year for enrollment. But if you are at all interested in joining us and what we basically do in there is we are documenting a live case study. So you get to see every single part along the way, every single piece that we are working on, you are going to be able to see. And then also you get to see other brand creators in there doing the exact same thing. And the cool thing that I've been finding by doing this is there's a lot of openness. A lot of people are sharing their markets, their niches, and we're able to do deep dive sessions inside of the Academy, which is just a really great way to learn because you actually see different examples other than just the one that I'm sharing inside of the Academy. But again, if you're at all interested, all you need to do is go to brandcreators.com. When you sign up for the free training that is there for you at brandcreators.com, we will also be notifying you when we open enrollment. This way here, you will have the opportunity to join us and uh, you can get all the details there. All right, guys. So that's it. That's going to wrap it up. As always, remember, I'm here for you. I believe in you and I am rooting for you. But you have to, you have to, come on, say it with me, say it loud, say it proud, take 
action. Have an awesome, amazing day. And I'll see you right back here on the next episode. Hey, before you go, can I ask you a quick favor? If you haven't subscribed yet to the podcast and left a review, could you take a couple minutes and do that for me? It would mean so much if you would. And I read every single review, even the one star. Yes, you are going to get a few of those. I understand you're not going to please everyone, but I would love to hear from you and maybe even spotlight your review on the podcast. So if you could do that, that would be amazing. All right. So thanks again for listening. And remember, I'm rooting for you.